You're listening to The People's Wrestling Podcast with your host, Ali Bunker. Yes, welcome to The People's Wrestling Podcast. Of course, I am your host, Ali Bunker, and I am joined this week by Aiden Bunker. Aiden, how are you? I'm all right. Good to know. Uh, we're also joined by Matt Bunker over the phone. Matt Bunker! <laughs> Oh no, we've adopted you. That's what we've done. Matt Bumby, Matt Bumby, very similar, very similar. At the bear yeah, M bunker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At the bear M bunker. Um, Matt Bumby is here on the phone. <laughs> How are you, Matt Bumby? Yeah, I'm good. Apart from my name change, <laughs> so last minute I didn't even know. Well, we like to spring surprises here on the PWP. Thirty years. I don't think that's ever Not thirty years of the podcast. <laughs> It feels like it sometimes. Um, yeah, Matt, how are you? You all right? Yeah, I am pretty damn good. How's life on the uh, daily grind? Uh, yeah, different now. Different. Yeah. I'm now working nine to five instead of like six till two. Yeah. Big change, big change. Finding a bit like perhaps me and Aiden that watching wrestling all week is a bit of a struggle. <laughs> yeah, especially as I can't do it at work. Yeah, exactly. Uh, not the not the easiest thing to do. And just you wait till it turns shit again. <laughs> it's a massive chore as well. Um, yeah, I probably won't watch it. I'll be like, <laughs> oh yeah, I read online what it is then. Just pretend that you have to us each week. Um, yeah. We'll be like, why is Matt being really vague in everything he says? Um, yeah, that, that match happened. <laughs> yeah. What do you make of the match? Yeah. Well, it was definitely there. <laughs> And, and the ending, yeah, that bit was good. <laughs> I like when someone won. <laughs> um, Aiden, you know how you like to spring new features on us sometimes? Yeah. Well, I've got one for you. Oh, yeah? It's called, Where's Your Flat Hat? <laughs> um, so we're at the very final stages now. Um, Just for a bit of context, Aiden has been buying a flat for approximately 17 years. Um, and he's just about to complete, but he has also just been about to complete for the last about six months. So not not the about to complete bit. The about <laughs> to complete has only come around in the last week or two. Um, we're at the final stages. All all the documents that they the solicitors require have been delivered. Uh, Is some Nigerian trying to sell you a timeshare? <laughs> no, it's not. It's actually a girl I went to school. Give with. me all your bank details. <laughs> Um, we will buy the diamond. <laughs> so yeah, nearly there. I reckon potentially could st- stuff could be moving this time next week, and then maybe this time the week after we could do a uh, podcast. Another edition of Where's Your Flat At? <laughs> <laughs> if, if past behaviour is anything to go by, or past performance from your uh, solicitors, etc. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, that so ends this week's uh, edition of Where's Your Flat Hat? I think it's the new segment which goes down well. In keeping with the rest of the show. Wrestling themed. Anyway, speaking of wrestling, and that's what we tend to do on this uh, podcast. Aiden, do you have uh, anything to add to your kind of new segment? Or are you just frantically researching it now? You mean my... On this day! Segment. Oh, yes. On this day. Well, do I? That was my is, question is, to you. Is the question. Um, <laughs> this is a stalling tactic, because I've never heard them. 
so my my normal reliable source um <laughs> i think there's only been one thing of any real note today um which is that 13 years ago september 2005 raw was from nashville tennessee where Shawn michaels participated in the master lock challenge <laughs> big news and that's Jesus. A- that is about it, to be honest <laughs> with you. In a it's that post SummerSlam no, dip. I mean, no. in in 1981, on this day, Pedro Morales was in action on All Star Wrestling. Good to know. The idea it gets it's probably pre taped. Um, so yeah, that's my successful segment of the week. Well, that was a great one. So actually, in September the fifth, fuck all happens in wrestling. Yep. Yeah, not a lot. Not a lot. <laughs> well, apparently. In 2007, Paul London and Brian Kendrick won the SmackDown or the WWE World Tag Team titles. I liked them. I always liked Paul London. I liked them until I saw them at WrestleCon and they were both fucked out of their faces. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh dear. They were so drunk, it was unbelievable. Do you remember when Brian Kendrick was called Spanky? Yeah. <laughs> How and he used weird. to rap. <laughs> yeah. Forgot about that. <laughs> uh, Paul London, one of the greatest Royal Rumble eliminations of all time. Um, right now, wrestling got fired for smiling. He did, yes. Um, Wrestling—it's a strange old world, uh, one where you are damned if you do and damned if you don't in ways. And by that, I mean you're damned if you like WWE, and you're damned if you don't like WWE, mainly because. Nobody likes to let people enjoy what they want to enjoy. This week, we've seen a lot of examples of this on social media because there was a big event, as we all know, called All In in Chicago. Over 10,000 people for an independent pay-per-view. Is it pay-per-view? Can you call yeah. it a pay-per-view? Yeah, yeah pay-per-view. it was. For an independent pay-per-view is, is unheard of. Um, Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks, etc. were the organisers, the bookers. So it's a big deal in the wrestling world, and people have been rightly enthusiastic about it. But, on the other hand, some people have liked to poo-poo it. Some people have used the all-in success to poo-poo WWE. My thoughts on it, why can't we just all enjoy it all? Yeah, all-in was good. WWE has been good in the last month. You can enjoy both. I mean, it's been good at other times, too. (laughs) It's been going for a lot of time. No, but I mean... It particularly in the last month it has picked up <laughs> for me anyway. For you personally, it does, it does annoy me when people are like, "Oh, I love independent wrestling. I hate WWE. I just like it all, and I don't care if you like me or hate me for that." Yeah, but I'm not gonna change for you. And I get that that they are like independent wrestling um, is a very different beast to WWE in that it's obviously lower budget. That because that's just a fact. Um, generally, the in-ring ma- in-ring action is probably better, perhaps not depending always. On what your tastes depending are. on what your tastes are, yeah. But um, but you know, from a show point of view, there is really no competition, and from a sheer amount of content point of view, content point of view, there is no competition either. WWE is head and shoulders above. Um, there's yeah, there's a massive difference in the what both shows what shows are trying to achieve exactly the aim of each show is completely in... different and the audience yeah like I mean, independent audience aren't reaching out to kids 
Yeah. So yeah. WWE. And there's no restriction. There's no restriction on what they can and can't do. WWE is a an entertainment program that does wrestling. Yeah. And prof- uh, independent wrestling shows are just professional wrestling shows. Yeah. With sprinkling of entertainment. In. Yeah. Um, but this is where All In is is in that sort of grey area between the two, isn't it? Because I felt like they were definitely trying to be more of a show. Yeah. And and to their credit, Cody and the Young Bucks um, do seem to have like a really great sense of humour and are generally quite funny guys. They don't um, take themselves seriously. And they don't take the whole thing seriously, which I think is great. Um, but at the same time, it's like, well, if WWE did that, then people, the independent fans would hate it. Yeah. And it's, you know, why can't you just enjoy it all? It's all wrestling. I guarantee that at some point, an independent fan got into wrestling because something happened in WWE that made them get into it. And they've fallen out of love, which is fair enough, because I could understand why you might. And they've gone to independent wrestling as as a um, as a fallback, which is not a knock on independent wrestling. It's I bet everyone that well, I'd say pretty much ninety percent of us watched it as a kid, got sucked in as a kid to the to WWE brand or the WWF brand. Exactly. I, I mean, there was there was no independent scene when I was a kid, as far as I was aware, anyway, and because um, I couldn't see it. And if I if I don't like something. I, if if I profess that um, I really dislike Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. I don't. I've hardly ever watched it. But say, same, never seen an episode. I, I I I really dislike Game of Thrones, but yeah, I still watch it every week so that I can tell people how shit it is yeah. and that House of Cards is much better. Yeah. Like, what's the point? I'll just stop watching Game of Thrones. Yeah. It's yeah, it, it really is. Like there are people out there who just watch WWE just to criticize. Well, so I can't remember. I can't remember who. I think it might have even been the guys at GP who posted something about like, you know, like they do it after every Raw and SmackDown, like a picture of four things that happened and like what was everyone's thoughts. And immediately it was like, Raw oh, was trash. It was like it was trash. Like it's the worst Raw ever. It was so boring. I was like, did you actually even watch it? Yeah, because actually it was really quite good. All in, I get a million that. times better. Yeah, but all in is. A one-off, it's a one-off or paper. It's like, maybe just a it's once like in a comparing year WrestleMania to a Raw six months later. Isn't yeah, that's just completely different kettle of fish. Yeah, you can't make a comparison. And I get it. They're all in. You, you can't make a comparison when they're just doing a one-off show. They don't have to produce that every single week, twice, three times a week. I even for s- a viewing audience. I even saw. Um, Pictures of from their live event from WWE's live event in Japan this week in one of it was quite a small building probably only like two three thousand people maximum um, and it wasn't entirely full it was empty but it's like in a small town in Japan mm. and people were like WWE can't even sell this out whereas All In selling out over ten thousand people WWE are really gonna go out of business if this keeps up it's like they've literally just sold SmackDown yeah. for a billion dollars. Check the news. I think their stock price is just it's higher than roof. it's ever been. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're selling arenas that are ten to fifteen thousand every Monday, every Tuesday, mm. and filling out other arenas five times a week. Yeah, exactly. So they're not the WWE aren't looking at this and going, "Oh shit, they're just sold out in." But twenty nine minutes away. They, they don't give a shit. 
Vince McMahon isn't sitting there going, oh, I'm losing so much money to uh, the guys at All In. Because ultimately, the people who bought tickets for All In are going to buy tickets for something at WWE. Yeah. They'll probably go exactly. to a WrestleMania or a Royal Rumble or a SummerSlam, you know? And Vince McMahon knows that. And as he's always said, no competition is bad. Competition is good. Mm. <laughs> there was <laughs> just thinking about the fans that would have been there. There was one guy on Twitter that I follow who was he was going to All In. And the night before, he was like, he put up a picture of four shirts. He was like, so... um. Which Roman Reigns shirt do I wear tomorrow to All In? <laughs> I saw a guy who actually did wear a Roman Reigns shirt as well. He was in the parking lot. Did you Why see American car park? Did you see the um, the three or four guys who were dressed in that green smiley T-shirt yeah. and the beige cap? About <laughs> <laughs> that fucking twat from the front row at every rule. He wasn't there. He was wasn't he? there this week. Uh, no, I get, oh, he yeah. wasn't there at All In either. But people were dressed as him, yeah. so he's got what he wants. He's gotten over. <laughs> He's notor- notorious. Um, He's a <laughs> you don't know the guy. You, you tell he is, though, because all he does, he sits in the same seat every fucking show, and all he does is sit there with his camera strapped around his wrist, or around his neck, I think it's his wrist, and then when someone comes close to him, he gets out his camera, he takes a little picture, and that's it. Like, he doesn't even fucking pay attention to the show. <laughs> the guy with the long hair really annoys me. Like, if I'm going to go, like, I'm going to go to the same, same show... Like you, you went to NXT, SummerSlam, Raw, and SmackDown, always in the same outfit. Yeah, oh yeah, if that's you, a good point. If you're not doing that to get Brock noticed, Lesnar guy wears the same shit. Yeah, and the guy with the long hair who most of the time wears the same shit. Yeah. If you're doing it to get noticed, you're a twat. Yeah. Like yeah, sure, go to every show. You don't have to sit in the same seat every time. You don't have to wear the same thing every I'm, time. I'm not kidding you. If I ever got to sit there. I would literally lose my mind. Yeah. It's like the best thing ever. I assume. Never done it. But he's there every week. Just, you know, chilling on his little fucking... Well, like, it annoys me because they obviously get... cameras the like tickets. that these days? <laughs> they obviously get the tickets from someone they know. Well, the guy with the long, dark hair who comes with his mum, his, his oi, dad, oi. apparently, works for the ring crew. Um... And he always sits just a few seats down from the green t-shirt twat. So I assume that His new they're, official they're all name. part of the crew. Same, they're all part of each other's crew. Possibly. Give someone else a chance. Exactly. <laughs> anyway. Give the PWP a chance. Small Hashtag fish. That. Small fry. First world problems. Um, so, all in. Right. We'd probably be remiss of us if we didn't talk about it. Um... I mean, I'm going to be the I'm going to be the one person that's a wrestling fan that hasn't seen it yet. <laughs> yeah, watched it. Uh, and Matt, I, I think I'm safe to say that you are not too worried if we spoil a bit of it for you. No, no, you can spoil it because I'll still go and watch it. Do you I'll, actually I'll, know? I will go and watch it. Do you actually it's know? Just, I, it's my first week in work, and I'm finding it very hard to watch a lot of wrestling <laughs> and have a life. Do you actually know any of the like sort of surprises that were there or, or whatever? Uh, I know the Jericho one. All oh, right, I was gonna, that was my main uh, main thing. That's pretty much it. Yeah, well, I mean, there was I the had, Flip Gordon stuff. I had a, I had a feeling he was gonna be there. Yeah, I genuinely didn't think he would. Nah, it made sense. Because like, cause he's, he's gonna always... show up on NGPW. He's gonna show up on this. Yeah, but I mean, like, because he's always said the thing, and I guess he's he stayed true to it, how he would never wrestle for another American yeah. promotion. Yeah. 
It's like, is he the wrestler? <laughs> he did. No, he just dressed as another wrestler. <laughs> you know, he, he, he flew in like, earlier that day. Yeah, from a gig. Got got dressed up, painted up, and then... He went to another gig. Went to another gig later yeah. that night while still in the paint. Yeah. He played the gig in that paint. Yeah. That was... Yeah. Typical Jericho. And Possibly, some of these surprising people. A, a montage video of him that I saw earlier today of him over the years attacking people dressed in lucha masks. <laughs> and he did it to Mysterio in like 2009. He did it to Rollins a couple of years ago. He did it to Naito the other month. Mm. He did it to Omega. And he also attacked William Regal dressed as Donk once. <laughs> <laughs> the man loves a disguise. Look, the guy's got a history. Yeah. He's got pre- record. He's previous expect. in this sort of thing. Um... Right, so all in then. So, um, Zero Hour was the name of the kickoff show. Yeah, liked it. Um, tag team match to begin with, right? Yep. So this was SCU. SCU. In action. Um, Aiden, you like SCU, don't you? I like SCU. Those skits are hilarious. <laughs> I don't know them, really. Uh, I know Frankie Kazarian, but I don't know um, Scorpio Sky. He was once a therapist on a WWE segment. I swear everyone on this show has been in WWE at some point. Um, they took on the Briscoes. Um, Jay and who? Mark. Mark. Jay and Mark. Now, the question about the Briscoes. Do you know much about the Briscoes? Not a massive amount. I know the, the nine-time Ring of Honor champions, which is the well, tag team that. champions, which is the most ever. Yeah. I know... Well, at least I think I do. I think I remember a time when they were the Young Bucks before the Young Bucks were the Young Bucks, if you get what I mean. Like, they were the biggest tag team outside of WWE for a long time. Yeah. And now, not so much. Well, I mean, they're still the Ring of Honor tag team champions. Yeah. One of them, I think it's Jay, has been world champion twice. Which is a bit weird, isn't it? Having a tag team with yeah. brothers where one of them has been the world champ. I don't like, think the other one ever has. Hmm. Might be making that up. Might potentially making that up. Let's not do a detailed version of this all in because <laughs> I'm not going to be talking for the next half an hour. <laughs> but SCU versus the Briscoes. Um, I loved the ending of this match because I've never seen it before. I no, yeah, that completely took me by surprise. Yeah. So Matt, for your benefit, um, when you do get a chance to watch it, watch out for the end because it's creative and it, I liked it. I thought it was really good. Uh, but the SCU pick up the win. Um. Crowd were bloody into it. It's I think they were just the worst. <laughs> I I want to do a sketch like that. If we go to WrestleMania, <laughs> you guys got to film me in the hotel room looking out the window, just being like, oh, this, fucking <laughs> <laughs> "This is the worst town ever." Um. Okay. Well, uh, I'll I'll make a note of that. that on the docket. What docket? On the dossier. <laughs> I don't have a dossier. <laughs> Um, dossier to get a dossier. Okay, I'll put that on my list. Um, Flip I've Gordon. Got on the list. You what? Well, if we're in hotel rooms, you know what has to happen when I get into a hotel room. <laughs> pants off. <laughs> Trousers off. Door shut, pants down. <laughs> uh, hmm. Anyway. And if uh, any American, if any non-Americans are listening... I get my trousers off. I don't take my pants off. <laughs> um, that sounds really weird. <laughs> just going to hotel rooms, uh, just get naked. <laughs> don't we all? Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> second, second on the uh, what was a? I think it was a one hour 
kick off, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, was the over the budget <laughs> battle royal, which I, I like the name of. I thought that was quite funny. Um, so Cody originally wanted to call it um, All Out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like that. Um, I'm not quite sure how many people there were in it. 19 in the end. 19. 15 Weird. were originally announced. Weird number. Um, but a surprise. Not really, but a surprise. Um, Do you know what was not a surprise, surprise for you, Hayden, because you predicted it. I did predict it. And after I predicted it, I, I found out that... Because I knew that Flip Gordon was hosting a um, Flip Gordon's pre-show viewing party. Mm. Um, and... I found out that where that was going on was about an hour away from the venue. Yeah. <laughs> so after I made that prediction and I found out that, I was like, oh, shit. That actually might not happen. But it did. But how did he host his pre-show with your own party? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, he was supposed to be at a signing and didn't turn up. Uh. Before the event. Interesting. Anyway, so um, he gets put for a table by Bubba Ray Dudley or Bully Ray um, at the very beginning of the match. Well, disguised, disguised as Chico, as Chico, whoever that is, um, and isn't seen until right at the end. <laughs> so the easiest uh, appearance in a battle royal ever. Um, literally, as the like when the bell rings, he gets pulled out of the ring under the rope. We should add. And then put for a table, power bombed for a table, awkwardly as well. Wasn't the best. No, yeah, executed. that was a bit weird. Um, I liked that they it was proper tables, or were they like the ones in New Japan? No, they were yeah, proper, proper WWE proper tables. tables. Um, Jordan Grace, I wanted to talk to you about her. Yeah, she is an impressive being. She's fucking strong. She um, she is very strong. What does <laughs> speak about impressive of uh, impressive beings? Fucking. Brian Cage. Yeah. That guy is, like, stacked. Like, yeah, he looks like he would be the most roided up person yeah. you've ever seen in your life. But I'm sure he's not. But he looks, his body is insane. Yeah, it's ridic- he looks... He's thick AF. He is thick AF. Um, but he looks ridiculous. And then he does a fucking hurricane. He does a hurricane, yeah. Um, now, before we move on... Um, this is an aspect of perhaps independent wrestling that kind of grinds my gears a little bit. That guy, Brian Cage, yeah, should not should be doing be. a hurricane run. Yeah, I know he can do it, and that's great. Well done, it's impressive. But he shouldn't be doing one. His character doesn't do hurricane runs. Yeah, yeah. It. a couple of the uh, things that annoyed me from this. Was, well, who was um, the guy that he was? Uh, I'm going to really showing my independent lack of knowledge here. Who was the um, the little guy? No, the tall guy, the tall like Roman Reigns-looking oh, guy. Oh, yeah. Punishment Martinez. <laughs> Punishment Martinez, weird name. He was like seven feet tall, and he was doing fucking yeah. spinning the hill kicks and drop kicks and stuff. I and I think it's great. Yeah, you can do it. Thanks for showing it off. But that's not character development work. That I guess at the same time, it's like you've only got a limited amount of time in a battle royal, so you want to get your shit in, make yourself look good. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Good athletes, but it's just it's like when 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 you're in a world where like. A guy who's seven feet tall can do that. It makes someone like a high flying lucha seem a bit less special, you know. Like that Marco stunt. Yeah. The tiniest man in the world. He's tiny. Um, it was a really cool like DDT thing though. Mm. He did like a tilt the world round the world thing. He flew up in the air and then DDT. Oh right, yeah, I do remember that. Uh, I also thought Cock Cabana did a good. Um, what was that? I guess what was it plunger, plancher. Um, 
That just delivers a really good moonsault. All <laughs> oh, right, yeah, yeah, that was good. Um, so the over, yeah, the over the budget battle royal match was fun. Um, who did? Was it Bully, Bully Ray that eliminated at the end? It was, wasn't it? Yeah. So, so Bully Ray thinks he's won. Then Flip Gordon comes back in, um, super kicks him. No, takes a mask off, super kicks him, and then tosses him over. The no, way. he took his mask off after, didn't he? I can't remember. Yeah, he took his mask after he he won. Um, he super kicked him and then eliminated him, and then um, yeah. Um, and revealed himself not in that way commentators all night really saying how much of a detestable human being Bully Ray is yeah <laughs> they, they will hate him he was generally looked massive as well especially next to Flip Gordon but yeah he looked like huge um, right that concluded the pre-show right yep um, so we kicked off the actual show, well the main show with a match between two people I don't know yeah, no, Which is I, always I didn't know the risk I run happen. with independent shows because I just don't know the guys. Yeah, I'd never heard of Matt Cross before, to be honest with you, but M- MJF, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, is kind of a new character, a young guy that they've been, um, they've been, I don't know, promoting on, like, Cody's got a YouTube channel, talking, like, every week there's a new episode about the build-up to All In, and yeah. every week they feature a different superstar. Yeah. Um, so I assumed he was going to win this one. Didn't know the match was going ahead, but as soon as I found out it was, I assumed he was going to win because he's the one that's been having the push. But no, he lost. So. No, he did lose. And these, both these guys were quite impressive. But, I mean, I felt like this was a maybe an underwhelming start. Yeah, yeah, I was I was surprised. I thought maybe the happened. SCU versus Briscoe's match would have maybe been a better place to start this pay-per-view. Yeah, potentially. I mean, they started the entire night, so... Yeah, but I, I guess not many people weren't there for the kickoff like you get in WWE. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was just, I don't know, it was just maybe because I didn't know who they were, I wasn't particularly invested in it, but it, it was a good match. Um, next up, was I just leaning forward to it, remind myself, all oh, right, yes. Um, so, Stephen Amell, who we both, or we all know, has wrestled in WWE before, uh, in a team, tag team match with, he shall, who shall not be named, um, Neville, against Cody slash Stardust. And I'm Wade Barrett slash Bad News <laughs> Bad News Barrett. I know that wasn't or true, King Barrett at I... the time. Um he makes his return to a wrestling ring. In well, a match. He's been in another match in Ring of Honor. He was in a match as well, yeah. This is his first singles match, I think. Yeah. Um against what a twenty five year veteran, Christopher Daniels. Christopher Daniels who when I, I vaguely remember when I was probably in my mid to late teens thinking I really want him to join WWE one day. He would be great. Um, never materialised no and there is there's absolutely no way that he wouldn't fit in for me I know he he would be perfect his, well, his, he's his, like 50 now isn't he his promos <clears throat> are amazing uh, like just, just, just his general acting abilities are incredible mm-hmm. um, so yeah he could easily fit in but yeah. yeah you feel like maybe that ship's sailed <laughs> that ship sailed he's good, he's good on that being the elite as well Yes, yes, he is. Um, but Stephen Amell, like, shout out to Stephen Amell. He's not a professional wrestler. And I know he's in tremendous shape, and I'm sure he's a good athlete. Um, but, you know, to go toe-to-toe with a 25-year pro... For 12 minutes. For 12 whole seconds. minutes. And to deliver a coast-to-coast. <laughs> a coast to And coast. an elbow drop for a to table. To the floor. To the floor. And miss. And <laughs> miss, yeah. <laughs> well, not through any fault of his own. Daniel's moved. But um, just really, you know... Kudos to the guy. 
It yeah. wasn't the best wrestling match I've ever seen, if I'm honest. T- well, yeah, I don't think anyone expected it to be. Um, I, I tweeted out just saying, like, it, it really legitimises the event, not only having a celebrity like him there, but a celebrity that um, really takes it seriously mm-hmm. and has put, put in all the effort. Um, it was it was just really good to see, like, for for an untrained eye. Like, if I was to, I don't know, have Tasha watch it, she probably wouldn't be able to tell that he's not a wrestler. Yeah. Naturally, there was a couple moments where he looked a bit awful, rough around the edges, but yeah, right, that's just to be expected. And his vigilante club merch was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool actually. I like that. Um, the what was I going to say? I definitely did not expect a coast to coast. <laughs> no, I wasn't expecting coast to coast either. Uh, really impressive. Um, what was I going to say? Yes, it was nice and refreshing that we had a match involving a celebrity on a wrestling show, and the celebrity didn't get didn't the upper. Uh, yeah, and I know that sounds stupid. Um, but in WWE, that would in WWE, he would have won. Yeah, it makes which, the wrestlers look stupid. Uh, they'll come down and give them a punch, and they'll be dead. You can't really do that against Christopher Daniels, for God's sake. Um, but I liked it because it's just like, yeah, the celebrity lost, but he put in all the effort. He comes out of, out of it with some kudos. He did a great job. But as you expect, the wrestler won, which is like that's how it should be. Yeah, like the Big Show shouldn't have lost to Floyd Mayweather. No, like that's just ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, Bam Bam Bigelow Lawrence Taylor Big Show should have caught Floyd Mayweather's hand or fist in his hand and then chokeslammed him by his fist (laughs) just by his fist (laughs) or should have chucked him into the fucking 20th row yeah (laughs) Uh, so yeah just take note of that one WWE please next time Uh, right a four way women's match Um, called a four four corner survival survival survivor match just a fatal four-way, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, Tessa Blanchard um, versus Chelsea Green versus Madison Rain and Britt. Is it Baker or Barker? Baker. Baker. Um, Sorry, guys, I'm just opening a Steve Weiser. Ooh. Hump day. On a school night. <laughs> On a school night. I've got training tomorrow, so all right. <laughs> I think that's what Razor Ruddock used to say. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Merson. I'll just have another line. Right, Tessa Blanchard, she's a machine, isn't she? She fucking is. Um, obviously, of um, you know, good pedigree. Um, her father Tully was at ringside for the beginning, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. With Magnum TA in his wheelchair. Um, Chelsea Green, she's an interesting character too. Yeah, she's one of the ones that they've been um, on Cody's channel that they promoted the other week. Yeah. Um, Really interesting. She, she her her old character used to be a jilted bride. Yeah. And then she developed into this hot mess character. Yeah, with lipstick so then, all over her face. So then this, the her gear for this show was a bit of half and half. So yeah, that's pretty cool. cool. Um, going out with Zack Ryder, right? She's going out with Zack Ryder. Britt Baker is going, going out with Adam, Adam Cole. Cole, baby. And she also Great came out to his old theme tune. And you know what was awkward? Chelsea Green going out with Zack Ryder. Emma oh, and... Uh, yeah, she was on commentary, wasn't she? Emma and... Fuck, why can't I remember her name? Someone else <laughs> was on commentary. And uh, there was a bit where Chelsea Green does the woo-woo-woo kick yeah. thing in the corner. And then Emma just didn't say a word. 
Yeah, it was. Um, I, I didn't make that connection. Actually, interesting. Um, yeah, the match itself. Then, so it was good. Let's face it, it was really good. But yeah. the ending kind of let it down a little bit. Yeah, it did. Yeah, like I don't know if that was meant to be the ending or not. Well, I feel like it was. And I feel like maybe they didn't mess it up. Maybe they just made it look like it was a mess up, but maybe they weren't like the supposed to make were, it look like a mess up. They were trying to break it up, but they just got a bit too close. <laughs> yeah, like it, they were so close that they should have broken it up. Yeah, but any other time, if that wasn't the planned finish, then yeah. they would have broken up the full. Yeah, it was a bit of a shame because it was a really good match up to that point. I think that was the match of the night up to that point. Definitely, yeah. Um, what I'd say the tag team match, maybe. Um, Runs it close. Yes, see you. Um, see you. But Tessa Blanchard come out on top, probably as expected. Um, five out of five on my predictions so far. I was just about to mention your predictions. We've not been running through them, but you got all right at the minute, haven't you? Yeah, as did the PW peeps, apart from the Battle Royal, where although they picked other, um, they didn't not a single person <laughs> said Flip Gordon. No. Some, no someone said Jordan Grace. Um, we didn't. Well, we didn't, didn't do them. It was just it was just me on behalf of PWP. Well, I did. I I contributed to the polls. Um, but so I was, I. I, was oh, mainly, that's what you mean. I was mainly just guessing. <laughs> um, but I know I you know well, I made some educated guesses. Yeah, so I'm the same. So I I figured Tessa Blanchard would win this match, for instance, and yeah. I figured Christopher Daniels would win his, and that um, I kind of thought Flip Gordon would be involved in the battle royal as well. So. I agreed with you on that one. But there were some... But you didn't say it, did you? No, I didn't. I, I think I actually voted for um, Colt Cabana. I thought they might I give... Colt I, thought... I thought they might do him a solid because he's so poor now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway... Apparently suing CM Punk. Yeah, yeah, he is. CM Punk promised to pay all his legal fees for the other thing, for the thing the other month and then just didn't. Do you remember when you promised to pay for my house? When what? You promised to pay for my house. No, no. Well, I'm going to take you to court, Aiden. I don't think you have actual proof the way that Colt Cabana does. I think I do. Oh, okay. I wrote it in my dossier. <laughs> 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 uh, whatever a dossier is. Um, <laughs> right, moving on. So, interestingly, the sixth match of the night was for the NWA Worlds. I don't like that. World's Heavyweight Championship title belt with Aldis. Nick Aldis. Nick Aldis. Uh, defending it against Cody. Married to... What's the name? Mickey James. Mickey James, that's the one. Yeah. Um, he's a weird. He's got a weird accent He does well. have a weird accent because he's English, he's, right? Yeah, he's English. He's from... What's he on Gladiators? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, he's only he 30. Was. Yeah, the new Gladiator, yeah, not the old one. Yeah, I know. He's yeah, he was. That was, was, a, that was still like 10 years ago. What was he? What was his name? I oh, will find oh, out in about I'll, twenty seconds. I'll Google it. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck! Fuck! Where is he? <laughs> Why are you so shit at computers? <laughs> I couldn't find him. <laughs> gladiators! 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 I don't think he was. <laughs> oh, oblivion! 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 <laughs> <laughs> bit late there, Aiden. Uh, yeah, so Nick Aldis was a gladiator for a short period of time. If anyone doesn't know what gladiators is, go back and look at it. Bloody amazing. Um, <laughs> it's a lot older than 30. 
Yeah, he does. I'm surprised he's the same age as me. Mm. Mm. Anyway. When was uh, the last time you sold out an arena? Um, probably my graduation. Headline <laughs> 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 um, act. Yep. So, obviously this was... This is for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship, which is a very historic championship title. And that was really the story going into this, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Obviously, the history, part of the history being that Dusty Rhodes held this title. Obviously, Cody's dad. Um, and to be fair, I'm, I was a little bit sick of hearing about it, <laughs> to be honest. People have, I've, I've seen people openly crying at the ending of this match, saying that they're in tears. That is I can most, understand um, why Cody would be in yeah, tears. That's the most emotional they've ever been. That is a proud moment for him. And I get it, it's but, a proud moment. And but I get nobody that, else is it proud for. Maybe throw, his brother there's a throwback would cry. Then, the, you know, the people might... Yeah, that was cool. Like, I can guarantee those people that you saw were American. Well, yeah, obviously. Fucking <laughs> um, cry over anything. But Not that we haven't... We do love our American audience. <laughs> yeah. Put not, it out there. Not the ones from Brooklyn. <laughs> I do right. I'm gonna to get to the bottom of this right now. So, <laughs> what is your problem with Brooklynites? Oh, uh, it's just, it's just the fact you do realize we are going there. Next <laughs> oh, I know. It's just the fact that they get every show ever. Uh, you're claiming that they have twenty shows a year. It seemed a bit excessive. Well, I think like when you total it all, all the roars, all all the but they have like the one live roar, shows. two years roars a year maybe. It's just. And they get so many. I've never been a fan of the same shows being at the same venues every year anyway. Mm. And for them to... And they do it every year. Shit all over things. <laughs> yeah. It just they're not the least, only ones. I know they're not the only ones, but I mean, like... For me, they're the most consistent. And as a crowd, they're not even... Like, you compare to Chicago, Toronto, Montreal... Same place. No? No. <laughs> Canada, um, <laughs> bizarro world. It's like they—they're not—they don't beat any of them for me in terms of interaction and noise. So they just piss me off. <laughs> I'm so glad that SummerSlam is in Toronto next year. Yeah. Do you know what? I—I I can't wait to take you to New York because you either get in New York, you either get people that are really nice. Or are really like brash and and I just want them to be like that with you, and you'd be like, I fucking hate this place. <laughs> yeah, I'm. That's what I'm gonna. I'm gonna turn up and be like, this is <laughs> the worst <laughs> town. Because like, someone said to me on Twitter, they were like, "Well, be careful what you say. What was Brooklyn done to yeah. you? You were just a bunch of pricks." Uh... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. That's where I hot take on Brooklyn. Um, so yeah, Cody, I love Brooklyn. Cody, just to put it out there. Cody beat Nick Aldis. Um, never be Madison Square Garden with a fucking Barclays. A throwback to the '92 Brett British Bulldog SummerSlam finish. Did you notice that? I did see that. No, I didn't pay. I didn't think of that. It was the same pinning combination. Um, that Aiden he won. wouldn't have thought of that because he's not a massive Bret Hart fan like you are. <laughs> also, he wasn't born. So well, uh, yeah. We'll give him. We'll give him that one. Um, so yeah, that you was fucking young'uns. That was Bet an interesting Bret Hart one. Secretly from Brooklyn. 
I bet Bret Hart's fuming at someone else used to finish through his match. <laughs> anyway, so Cody they won. They didn't do it as good as Bret Hart did. Cody, no one ever can. Cody won, um, and people were openly crying in the stands, and I just felt like, come on, guys. I'll be honest with you. I did like you said that you found it a bit boring and stuff, but I really liked this match. I felt it wasn't the most. It 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 felt very much, um, I guess, because of the style of the two guys. It felt like a WWE style. That's why for it didn't feel like an independent match, but it felt the whole presentation around it was. It felt massive. Yeah, it felt like a huge deal. The whole like. Um, I don't think it did. Co- Cody's walk to the ring, having um, having like DDP in his corner, and um, them each having their own crew, like Jeff Jarrett being in Nick Aldis's corner. Yes, yeah, so this is a thing. The names you're listing don't scream big time to me. Pre in the past, when you when you think of like people associated with. I suppose Jeff Jarrett has been associated with that title, mm. not so much DDP. Or Tommy Dreamer. Or yeah, but it it was like it's people who are very close to both parties, um, and just ha- having having like it was like a boxing match, having a, a crew yeah. uh, either side. Is um, it not quite predictable that Cody was going to win it? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I know, I mean, and I thought it, there was no other way it could have ended, to be honest. I mean, if we're looking at the cold hard facts here, and I, I, I'm not shitting on it at all because it's the right decision, and I, you know, I'm very happy for Cody. But let's face it, Cody Rose booked an event and booked himself to win the championship. What's emotional what about? Well, no, what's emotional about that? <laughs> he literally went, "I want to win this I, title, so I'm going to put it on I my win. show and I'm going to win it," which is fair enough, but. You know, he. It, I mean, we don't know that's a fact. Well, we booked it. <laughs> He's executive producer. I mean, like they. If you never know. They might have gone in. Off, you're not winning it. They might have gone in with the intention of having Nick Aldis retain, and then you never know. Someone might have sprung it on him, and be like, "Oh, look, by the way, like just before going out, we've changed our minds." I doubt it. It's a surprise. <laughs> It just come across as maybe a little bit self indulgent, but I mean, fair play to the guy. He obviously, yeah, he can do what he wants. He can do what he wants exactly, and that's maybe he owns professional wrestling. He doesn't. We all own professional wrestling. Um. So yeah, there was that, but it was it was an all right match. It was uh, basically I like the I, I'm not a fan of Nick Aldis. No, it was a bit dull, and I don't think Cody Rose is a good as a as good in ring wrestler. As he's portrayed to be, I think Ooh. I think he is. His match is always like his match is always good, and they always build well and have a good story around them. They're just not indie matches. Yeah, they don't they don't have lots of flips and fifteen super kicks and spots. Um, I'll happily admit that I slightly zoned out at some point during the match. But Oh Hebner was thrown up the X sign at one point. Yeah. It, was that work? No, I don't. I mean, I mean, yeah, it must have been. Like, unless Cody was like, I am hurt, but you are not stopping this match. I don't know. I think it was all just to make it legit, because then all of a sudden after that, Cody starts bleeding. Yeah. So I yeah, think that's I just so. to make it like fighting from even further beneath. I guess so. Uh, but yeah, I, like, I did like the inclusion of Brandy. I thought that was really good. 
yeah, having her take the bullet yeah. on the elbow and the commentators like shitting all over him yeah. when he clearly didn't mean it. <laughs> well, I mean, you could see. <laughs> yeah. Um, what would your wife think? <laughs> yeah. Um, shout out to the commentary team, actually, because they, yeah. they were actually really good. I was I, a bit sceptical at the beginning because I thought, like, kept changing it. And you know, and it, it was, was a bit weird with Don Callis being like, "Oh, I've just got a text. I have to go see Kenny Omega," um, and then with no real explanation as to why. Yeah, like, he just came back a few out like an hour later. Um, but I thought, um, yeah, the three man commentary booth actually worked for once, and the main commentator I can't remember his name, but from Ring of Honor and um, Excalibur, uh, Ian Riccoboni, Riccoboni, Riccoboni. Uh, and Excalibur were really good together. Yeah, yeah. Excalibur being, I think he's from PWG mainly, but he was very much like, this is what this move is. This is why it hurts. Yeah. This is what it does to you. And it, that's what a commentator like that should do. Yeah. Which I wish like Corey Graves would do a bit more of. Yeah. Rather than just taking the piss out of his co-host. <laughs> I've never felt more like a third wheeler than I do in this <laughs> conversation. <laughs> we're nearly done. We are dead. Uh, next up was perhaps the wildest match of the night. Well, I say perhaps, definitely the wildest match of the night. Um, Hangman Page versus. How do you pronounce his name? Is it Je- Bad Boy Joey Janella? Janella? I always say Janela, and that's not right. So you go with Janela. Um, that's how it is. Well, this was just a bit crazy, wasn't it? Yeah. Hard hitting, violent. At times, ridiculous. <laughs> shout out to Penelope Ford. Yes, definitely shout out to Penelope Ford. She's incredible. And <laughs> not Penelope Cruz, as Don Callis <laughs> called her. <laughs> <laughs> she is incredible. Yeah, she really added to the match. Made it good fun as well. Um, the whole the whole story around Hangman Page just killing Joey Ryan. <laughs> and then... Right, I, I have to admit, I've not... <laughs> I've not seen this. I've heard of it a lot. Okay. Like, oh, he's murdering another Joey. So, like, but it's fucking hilarious. So, I've so not basically, seen the Joey, Joey Ryan death thing. So basically, this is literally this has been going on for like six months now. Even a bit before that, um, part of Hangman's gimmick is that he has a big penis. Right. <laughs> Hangman. Oh, oh, I see. Um, I thought he was just like. Like a blackjack mulligan sort of character, yeah, yeah, carry that, around like a noose. Well, but part of it was that he's just well hung. Um, <laughs> what he, a stupid gimmick! I know, but it's on the indies; it works. Um, and he had he he was having like people kept all of his mates kept watching videos of Joey Ryan um, and seeing the videos of him flipping people with his dick, <laughs> and people being like, "Oh my god, it's so amazing! It's that famous dick wrestler Joey Ryan," and then. They met him, like they did a thing where like they pretended they'd never met him before and they all met him at like a meet and greet and like everyone was like, Let me grab your dick, let me go so so he got really jealous. Um and started to get a bit psycho and crazy. And it got to the point where um uh Hangman Page was he turned up at an independent wrestling show to beat the shit out of Joey Ryan. Joe, like, because he he didn't believe he thought he was a penis pretender. He didn't believe that that was actually <laughs> happening. He thought people were just flipping. A penis so pretender. He, he turned up to to expose him for the fake that he is, and he he gripped his penis, and then all of a sudden started. 
feeling the power yeah. and he got flipped um <laughs> then he got the old dick flip then um joey made him drink a pint of his own piss brilliant <laughs> and then he super kicked him <laughs> and he spat the piss out into the crowd uh, <laughs> and then so after that he started to lose his mind and go mental and then he, he murdered him in a hotel room with, with a telephone <laughs> what and the whole thing since then has been he's, li- he's legit dead <laughs> and part of the reason why the Stephen Amell and uh, Christopher Daniels match came about was because Christopher Daniels reported to the police that it was Amell who did it because there was CCTV footage of him walking down, of Paige walking down a hallway, and he looks a bit like Stephen Amell. Uh-huh. Um, so he reported him, so that's how that one came about. Um, so yes, in the, in the months since, it's just been him like denying it and going completely crazy. And, and his boots talking to him. <laughs> yeah, so he, he, like, he partially beat, he got his blood all over his boots. So he he's kept trying to chuck his boots away, and they kept reappearing, and they keep talking to him. And literally for, for months, every sketch he's ever been in, he does, he's not he's wearing any over. shoes. <laughs> he's just out on the street or like at a meeting greet, just not wearing shoes. They did, they did one in London, didn't they? And he was like, dude, these streets are horrible. And he was like, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. And like, <laughs> um, Marty Skull was just constantly like, what the fuck are your shoes? Like, what the fuck are you doing? Where are your fucking shoes? <laughs> he's like swearing at him. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, and then in the press conference the day before he admitted to killing Joe Ryan after denying it forever. How did he kill him with a phone? Just smash him over the yeah, head? Yeah, he just kept beating him and beating him. What kind of phone? Him. A big old phone? It's like one of the what phones you get in a, like a room service. Oh, room. right. Hmm. Um, yeah, he just kept beating him and beating him. Um, then he bloodied him up and killed him. <laughs> so that's that scene you see at, after yeah, when he's all got blood all over his face. Oh, I didn't see that bit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um... See, that's how it happened. Mm. And now he wanted to kill another Joey. Ridiculous. Yeah. Emphasis on the dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, well then. And then, Joey Ryan, the being, and then Joey Ryan comes back. <laughs> yeah, so this, this is what annoyed me. A comedy about. by dick druids. <laughs> I thought that was brilliant, actually. Because <laughs> like, it took me a, lot, a little while. And then when I was I probably listened to the audio and I was like, they're being druids. <laughs> this is like an Undertaker resurrection. Emphasis on the erection. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I, I predicted that he was going to come back during the match and cost mm. Paige the match. <coughs> Didn't think the Paige would just win. No. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it makes more sense for it to happen after. But, yeah. Um, but he's supposedly the next big thing, isn't he, Hangman Page? Yeah. Yeah, he is. He's quite young as well. Um, but yeah, everyone running and raving about him yeah it was a good match there was a the one that he, he did that running power bomb off the off stage, the stage was, the table, yeah that made me cringe that did make me cringe as well it was pretty vicious um but yeah good match overall vicious how long did this match go for felt like it was quite a while uh 20 minutes and eight yeah, 20 minutes and then the ending obviously added some time onto that as well um all right moving on Jelly Hall. Who Slash. came out with... Oh, yeah, okay. Black Machismo. 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 Um, came out with Lanny Poffo, Randy Savage's brother. Obviously for that reason. Um, he was to defend his um, Ring of Honor World Championship against the winner of the over-the-budget Battle Royal, Flip Gordon. Um, and this was a good match too. Jay Lee Fool 
Bloody brilliant. Fucking really popular. Yeah. And his impression. Yeah, yeah, he's great he's at that. Amazing. But what a pop. Yeah. Uh, and this was a good match. Yeah, it was a good match. Um, I've, I I've not seen off. a lot of Flip Gordon in action, actually. Uh, I'm, I was impressed. I like the guy. Yeah, he's he's, he's been in... He, he's re- only been wrestling for like a year. Yeah. Um, it's insane. His entrance into the ring is mental. Yeah. Um, some of his moves are mental. Um, yeah, it's just a good match all around. Yeah, Do you know why he's being um, natural man? No. So he, I just know he's been doing it for years. Part of being, on yeah, TNA, he used to do it, right? Yeah, and he hasn't done it for years and years. Mm. Um, being the elite, he has this medical condition where people go up to him and be like, "Hey man, how you doing?" And when they tap him on the shoulder or neck, he suddenly changes into matching man. For <laughs> like, but His stories are so ridiculous. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, he's like he turns into <clears> him, <throat> and then people will be like, "Okay," tap him again on the shoulder, and then he snaps out of it. And he was, he was going to like doctors and trying to figure out what's wrong with him and stuff, and they couldn't figure it out. And he disappeared for like six weeks. He just wasn't on the show at all. Um, and he came back saying that he'd been he'd been in like rehab and everything was all right. Um, and like just before a show one time, um, he opened up his bag and all of his Randy Savage gear was in there, and then he freaked out and then looked back down and it was just his normal gear. And he was like, "Oh fuck, I'm not I'm not healthy." <laughs> and um, he was like washing his face in the mirror and then his reflection in the mirror was him being <laughs> macho man and he was like, I'll see you at all in. <laughs> He's like, no, please. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, that's how Because there's a couple points throughout the match like like with the ending where uh, yeah. they're up on the top and turn, turnbuckle and Flip kicks him in yeah. the neck area and it snaps him into being, yeah. thingy. So just him pretending that Brandy Rhodes was Elizabeth was funny. Just picking up and putting her in the corner again. But yeah, he won. Jay Lee for me. Sorry to spoil it for you. Um, that was great. Next up, Kenny Omega, the uh, best bout machine, against what I always thought was called Pentagon's, Pentagon Junior. Yeah. It was actually is. called Penta L0M. <laughs> Which, you know. Just adds to the confusion. Um, is there anything Kenny Omega does that isn't perfect? <laughs> like this match was great. It's, I, I tweeted about this while I was watching it. Every, everything he does is so like, um, it's so crisp and mm. intense. Yeah. Like the way he moves, or the way he delivers a move, or the way he sells, or the way he jumps, or something. Everything is like, it looks amazing. Yeah. Too many V-triggers for me, though. I love the V-trigger. Too many of them. I can't get enough of it. I think more than five a match is too many. <laughs> it's kind of his version of the Superman punch. Yeah. But it looks a million It looks a lot better, yeah. more impactful. And sounds more impactful, so... So the story here was really... You've got, like, the biggest star in New Japan against the biggest star from, like, Mexico, haven't you? Yeah, and impact yeah so it's so it's a big deal um no titles or anything on the line though so kind of you know kind of just a normal match um but great match really though the ending is um you know what people will remember from this isn't it where the lights go out um, for a long old time and the commentators do the old excuse of oh this is our first time pay-per-view someone forgot to pay the electric bill it's live tv you know and then um you cut cuts back Pentagon Junior is laying in the ring, 
uh, and all of a sudden he's up looking a little bit different um, and attacking Kenny Omega rips his mask off it is Chris Jericho <gasps> I like the new running code breaker yeah um, yeah it, it looks a lot better and the way that um, Omega sells it it's, I think it looks look. awkward but it looks like it hurts yeah which is like kind of like good yeah yeah I like it um, and Chris Jericho just looking better with age man yeah. I like him with his longer hair. Yeah, yeah, I've never been a f- that much of a fan of his short hair. Um, and also, I, I like him I wearing like new... wearing trousers. <laughs> bit weird. Um, yeah, I just love this new this new Jericho. Just does whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> just don't give a shit. Um, someone else who doesn't give a shit is the villain Marty Skrull, who um, is probably one of my favourite independent wrestlers. Currently, um, mainly because well, firstly he's British. Secondly, he plays the villain role perfectly. Uh, and second, thirdly, I still can't figure out how he does that finger thing. <laughs> he is wrestling at Unit Nine. Is he, Jenks? Yes. When? Soon-ish. Could have been. I think that I saw something the other day where they were like, "I was celebrating a year in Milton Keynes." Uh, that's that's the one he's on. But no, the wrestling oh. IPW. Is that who it is? IPW? Yeah. yeah. Uh are celebrating a year. Well you you carry on and I'll have a look because I'm not really talking. <laughs> I think Aiden's already beat you to it. I found a poster but he's not on it. But yeah, you have a look. Um anyway. Uh moving on from that then. Oh, well actually no, we are no, on. We're still on that. Marty Scar versus Kachuk. Kajuchka Okada. That's all I know him as, Okada. Um, who is the other best bout machine, really? Because his matches are all good, really, too. Yeah, it's metal. Uh, so this, was this for me, was match of the night, I think. Yeah, definitely. Overall, on, in presentation, in style, in just how into it the crowd were and how back and forth it was. Great match. Overran by a massive amount of time. Um, 12 minutes, apparently. Who knew? Um, but it was just really good. Okada picked up the win, and which is probably the right decision. Just made me feel a little bit sorry for Marty Scarl because he's like the one, like main bullet being, the elite, being the elite guy who didn't win. Yeah, I um, I pred- I predicted Okada to win, um, but when Skull hits the rainmaker, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I genuinely thought, and I think the crowd did as well, thought he was going to win because they were coming unglued. Yeah. Um, I loved the spot blocking the rainmaker with the umbrella. Mm, yeah, yeah. Someone that's had, how you stop rain. Someone had pictured that, uh, like drawn a picture of yeah. that a few weeks ago, and I thought, wow, that's gonna be ama- that would be amazing. And then they actually did it, and it was really cool to see it executed. Yeah, um, I thought that was good. I didn't know how it's gonna happen. Yeah, that's. And then I guess like with the ref being knocked down, that's how it would happen. Yeah, and then he fucking cracks him over there with the, <laughs> with the uh, umbrella. So. Um, yeah, just a, just a great match. Everyone behind Marty. Um, Okada returning to the kind of Rainmaker personas rather than being the uh, you know, this weird... Ever since he's lost the title, he's kind of gone off the rails. Mm. He's been doing this weird thing where he walks around with balloons and shit. Um, and he's not he's not quite been himself, but this time he's bought like the Rainmaker jacket back, his long trousers, he's got the money falling out of the sky. So it's all good. Yeah, I prefer that character. Um, and then the main event 
which to me probably shouldn't have been, but was, was um, the Golden Elite, which is the Young Bucks and Koto Ibushi, uh, defeated Rey Mysterio, someone else. Ray Phoenix. Ray Phoenix and, and Bandido. Um, a lot of people thinking that Bandido was Neville in disguise and that it was going to be revealed at some point. <laughs> what? <laughs> Just no. Um, high flying lucha action all stuffed into an 11 minute match it was just non-stop it was mental it, it was non-stop it was mental um, it was I think there was a too fast pace I think there was a single rest hold no there wasn't anything there was just no stopping fly like what and there was one point I can't remember which John Bucket was which Jackson um, probably Nick where he had pretty much all of the opponents like finishes, oh, that was, yeah that was great offense on him at one point and then and he then kicked, still out. kicked out. Of all yeah, of I and thought I was, that I was a bit like, that oh. should have been a breakup. I was like, come on, someone should have. Yeah, well, I thought that should have broke that pin. I thought that was going to be the end of it. Yeah, which took me by surprise, and then it wasn't. And I thought, oh, he kicked out of that. He kicked out of six one nine, like some kind of flipping super kick thing, and then something else. Yeah. So yeah, that was a bit like hmm. really was a bit hmm. really. Um, Rey Mysterio and his cool uh, Wolverine gear. Rey Mysterio running about just, the years, and again with Jericho. He's younger and younger. He does look younger and younger. He looks really good. Mm. Didn't hasn't missed a step. Anyway, this match went off. Uh, well, finished, and then they probably went off the air because they'd run out of time. Unfortunately, about five seconds. But hey, it's a fair first pay per view. And to be fair, I thought the production quality throughout the whole night, generally for a first pay per view, and for people who like, you've got to remember people who've never done it before. Yeah. These are professional wrestlers. Um, it was really good. Uh, yeah, it was really good. I was I was pleasantly surprised. Like it felt like it didn't feel exactly like WWE, but it felt very much in the mold of WWE. And I have to imagine that a lot of that comes from Cody's experience being yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, I would have thought so. And things to not do. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was all in really, and so lots have been said after about you know oh it was so great it, and it was good. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie, it was really good, and from an in-ring point of view, some of the best matches I've seen in a long, long time. Um, but a lot of people have said it's the best pay per view ever. Um, I don't think I've seen that at all. It's the really, yeah. People have said, Oh, it's 10 out of 10, five stars, whatever. Not for me, I would give it an eight. How about you? I think 8.5. Um, yeah, some of the matches didn't quite hit, I think, the way that they maybe could have. Mm. Um, and some of the matches did. Um, yeah, I thought it, like as as a first show, um, and for it being the kind of spectacle that it was, I don't think it really could have been much better. Mm. Oh, I would agree. Matt, you still googling? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I fucking did, but I cannot find. <laughs> you dreamt what I thought, it, didn't unless you? I dreamt it. <laughs> you dreamt it. <laughs> the official attendance. In the end, was eleven thousand two hundred and sixty-three. Mm. Impressive. So they smashed the ten thousand barrier in the end. I saw how they made the arena look bigger than that. I felt like there was a lot more than eleven thousand people in there. But hey, all overall, all in was a really enjoyable experience. And Matt, when you do ever get a chance to watch it, even though you know exactly what's happened because we broke it down in so much detail now. Um, <laughs> You will love it. Will I? <laughs> yeah, you will. Uh, who doesn't love dick droids? 
Um, I said druids, not fluids. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, now, we did have an original plan for this podcast episode, didn't we? Yeah. But that's kind of gone out the window a little bit, I think. I don't think we've yeah, got time to come. I think we should dedicate an entire episode to this. We'll save that for another one, maybe next week. Um, but, in the interest of being fair, Matt, you've not had much to say this week. Um, so, let's do a quick rundown of what's happened this week in, on, on Raw and SmackDown, because you have seen that, right? Yeah. So, Matt, in two minutes, give us a rundown of what happened on Raw. Fucking hell, rundown <laughs> on Raw in two minutes? Yeah. A three-hour so, show. And now the only thing that's coming into my head, and I feel really bad, is the... Uh... Brie Bella. Brie Bella. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Why don't you start with that, then? So, yeah, Brie Bella... Well, the Bella Twins were back in action against uh, the Riot Squad, and uh, Brie tried two suicide dives that um, didn't particularly go very well. No, it didn't. Um, and I felt... You know, I felt quite sorry for her, if I'm honest, because personally, in my opinion, the first one wasn't her fault. Um, it felt like Sarah Logan was supposed to be there to, you know, to punch her before she got through the ropes, and then was just late. So Brie had to compensate, well, like make up for it by basically tripping over them, falling out, of, <laughs> falling out of the ring, and falling out of the ring. Uh, the second one, however, was just poorly executed. No get away from it. It was poorly executed. Um, Personally, I put, I've was kind of putting that down to a mixture of nerves, um, ring rust, and maybe and and Aiden put it on Twitter overcompensating for the first like the first one looked so bad, and she knew yeah, she's not she stupid she would, she would have known that um, that that didn't come across very well, uh, and she would have been going all out to to make this one look good, and I think she you know just well she messed it up really didn't she, uh, and you know thankfully didn't seem to injure herself. Which is good. Which is a good thing. Um, but return of the Bellas, then, Matt. Are you excited for the return of the Bellas to in-ring competition? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, just I, mean... don't that, I just, uh, I, I don't think that we need them. I don't think we need them, but I think they're an asset. I think having them there can't hurt anything, apart from their own necks. Yeah. yeah, it it just very Zing. much. Remember when Cesaro landed on his head? Yeah. It very much reminded me of that. Yeah, but and and this was um, without getting too political and serious for this. Um, this is where the the differences are. Brie Bella has had nothing but laughter and disrespect since it happened. And fair enough. No, it, it is a bit. It's a botch. No getting away from it. The second one, anyway. Um, but Cesaro didn't. I mean, there was a couple of things there was said. Memes and stuff. There was one meme, but there's not. There's much more for Brie Bella than there is Cesaro. Yeah, I, I mean, like, like, because Cesaro is a respected in-ring technician. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, like you said on Twitter, possibly without being generic and being, you know, controversial, because he's a man. Yeah, probably. I mean, like, like you said on Twitter, if, if it was AJ or Finn, or Seth and Finn or whoever. Yeah. People wouldn't really, they wouldn't have made that much of a deal though, but they'd be like, oh, that's a shame. And fucked up the move. Yeah, and moved and on. Actually, I think, actually, during the main event on Raw, I think Finn pretty much did the same thing with his suicide dive. And I can guarantee if Finn was to land on his head like that, people would be like, shit, I hope Finn's okay. Yeah, exactly. That was the one thing that kind of annoyed me. Like, I didn't see a single tweet being like, oh, I hope Bree's alright. That looked like a rough landing. Mm. Instead, it was like, oh, Bree fucked right. it up. Oh, don't make me feel bad. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, well Matt, you should. You should. <laughs> She's a oh. mum. She is a mum. Imagine what Birdie feels like right now. But anyway, fact really Bree's fine. She doesn't even fucking know. She's not even two yet. <laughs> um, who is babysitting Birdie, do you think? The mum? Kathy? I'm sure we'll find out on the next season of Total Bellas. Sure. <laughs> Stay tuned. Um, Total Bellas back in the arena. So Bree did kind of mess up a suicide dive or two, but Nikki, she looked good. In more ways than one. Boy, boy. <laughs> there was a couple points because like, she said like, when she was talking about the rumble and stuff she was saying to people like as long as you don't hit me from behind yeah. or hit me too hard like we should be fine and there are points where like she was in like a collar and elbow tie up with um, Sarah Logan and she Logan backed her into the ropes and she was like pushing her back like oh, like pushing her against the ropes and Nikki's head was like bouncing back and yeah. forth and I was like oh neck <laughs> and then little did I know that it would be Bree's neck that I ended up being more concerned about yeah um, as, but as I keep saying thankfully everyone's alright just because uh, they're twins doesn't mean they have to have matching neck injuries um, oi, oi, you, got it out. you got that one in there <laughs> oh. <Oi>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here all week <laughs> uh, just a bit of context on that Aiden had sent us that one uh, after Raw on Monday and had said actually I'm going to save that one for the podcast so I was waiting for him to say it <laughs> you're waiting uh, for me to pull it out anyway we... <laughs> happy Valentine's Day anyway Matt your two minutes is um, is extended <laughs> so, so crack on what happened at the beginning of Raw well the beginning of Raw started with Braun Strowman and his new best buddies, Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre, coming out to the ring. They did, yes. And what did and they want? They wanted to keep the shit out of the shield. Don't we all? Don't we? No, we don't, actually. And who didn't Braun give a damn about? <laughs> the fans. The fans. Um, Fuck these fans. That was such a token like gesture to say, I am a heel now, yeah. by the way, wasn't it? it? <laughs> Yeah, it was, but the, even the fans are like, no, you know. No, <laughs> I don't no, care yeah, if you fans, fans like it or not. It just pisses me off, right? Because it's like, fans fans are like, we want Braun, we want Becky. And WWE, WWE go, what's that? You you want you want Roman and Charlotte? <laughs> yeah. And, and you want you want your two favourite guys to be the heels? All right. <laughs> maybe, they're trying, okay. maybe they're trying reverse psychology. I think potentially, like with the Charlotte and Becky, I can maybe see a, a double turn, but not with Braun and, <laughs> not with Braun Braun and Roman. <laughs> but I mean, I'm not. I don't hate this. I I think Braun is a good heel. This very much feels like this time last year when the Shield came together and there was this big like multi-man <laughs> clusterfuck of a match, to, like of a story, just to get the Shield in a match together. Yeah. Like remember <laughs> the Miz. The Bar, Strowman, Kane. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was going into TLC, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. that was a mental yeah. time. Because then Roman wasn't in it, Kurt got I replaced. Was. I was at the Braun, pub when I heard about Braun it. Braun Strowman got murdered. <laughs> it was almost as ridiculous as I was being killed by a telephone and having magical dick powers. <laughs> Not magical, he's just strong. <laughs> Um, yeah, whatever. Where um, has this episode gone? <laughs> Straight to SoundCloud and iTunes if you search for the People's Wrestling Podcast. Oh, hey. 
You shall. You almost Ooh, like hey. Shawn Michaels. <laughs> oh, that fucking promo. Um, is that a good old that fucking promo or a bad old that fucking promo? It was a good, good one. Okay. Right. So we'll I'm get sure to we'll get to it. Shall we get, shall we get to that one then? Well, basically, Matt, before you finish um, with the first segment, what happened? All right, Kanye. <laughs> I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> so, The Shield came out, obviously. And uh, old Baza Corp got everyone out of the locker room. Even Finn Balor did his bidding for Finn him. Finn Balor was the first person. Well, yeah. like, well, when the second wave of people, he was the first one there. Yeah. Like, sure. when you think and logically, if, he, if he's like, everybody get out of there. I'd, if I were Finn, I'd be like, fuck off. Yeah, no thanks, mate. The thing that I didn't get and I didn't understand was why the Shield got arrested for <laughs> doing <laughs> doing what everyone does every week. What crime did they commit? They, they, well, they apparently incited a riot. <laughs> yeah. If anyone incited a riot, it was Baron, Baron Corbett. Corbett. <laughs> <laughs> they they could have just been coming see, out for a chat. Did anyone see him laughing at the end of his bit? You know where the heels and the faces were... And he was telling everyone to calm down. Yeah. He starts pissing himself, laughing at the end of that. Really? And probably thinks the camera's not on him. No, I didn't see that. I didn't see that, no. Interesting. Um, but what do we think? What do we think is at play here? Is Baron Corbin... Um, con- con- what, is he cahoots with the heels on the show to ruin the shield? Like, what, what is this? There was a tweet from Drew Gulak... Drulek. Who said something, I think it was from him, uh, that said, bear with me, bear with me, bear with me. Strange tweet. Mm, no, can't find it. <laughs> it said something like, something with the more than symbol, the shield. And there was a name. I can't remember what the name was. But it was, um, but it was quite interesting. It might not have been Gulak in the end because it's not on his Twitter. Mm. But someone's tweeted something like, "Whoever that that group are, whatever they might potentially be called, greater than Shield." But that was a big group. Yeah, it, it was, was every, just every heel, every heel on Raw, and even Kevin Owens, <laughs> who quit last week, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, they really did not do very well with that, did they? <laughs> yeah, that annoyed me. Um. So yeah, I did you just... hear? Did you hear the rumor that that was going round, and I actually thought was amazing that he was going to go back down to NXT. Yeah, I saw something about that. I mean, in storyline, that would make sense. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that would make perfect sense. He's not having any luck on the main roster. He's maybe feeling down on his luck. Um. And yeah. Go back down to NXT, rip it up. Could you imagine Kevin Owens back on NXT? It would be. It good. would just be amazing. Just hit, or even could, like, he just comes out of nowhere and like attacks Johnny Gargano during some kind of match or something. Seeing as yeah. they used to be partners and friends and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I like. I'm not gonna lie. I like the chaos on Raw sometimes. It works well. You know, remember when in the lead up to Survivor Series when um, there was the brand invasion. Yeah, the brand invasion, and everyone was like so torn on it, and most people shout all over it, and I bloody loved yeah, it. Yeah, I really liked it. I can't find a couple. Of, I what, can't what was, what was the phrase they kept using for that? What Shane kept using? 
Um, it wasn't Hostile Takeover. It was something like... Was it not Hostile Takeover? No. Oh, I can't remember. Oh, no, me neither. But it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> that's, what, that's the main takeaway from that. Uh, um, no. That's gonna, yeah, that's going to annoy me. me. I'll be up all night now. <laughs> not in a good way. Happy Valentine's Day. Um... Anyway, moving on. <laughs> I bloody loved it, and I hope to see it continue. If there is going to be a faction with approximately 16, 17 people in it, I'm all for it, <laughs> if I'm honest. Just have seen, all of the heels against all of the faces seen, in a Hell in a Cell match. We've seen NWO with, like, and we learnt this from the quiz we did at MK11 a week ago. There was, like, 40 people in it at one point. Even yeah. more. I think it might have been 60-something. Yeah, I think we're, it was. We were in the NWO at one point. Crazy. Um, the corporation when they teamed with the corporate with the Ministry of Darkness and then they were corporate ministries so many people are just fond memories and we haven't had anything like that in such a long time yeah a huge a big faction kind of leaded by Baron Corbin maybe not so much but you know we're probably led by Braun Strowman but the siege <laughs> yeah, I suppose under, under siege under siege that's what it was <laughs> I was just I was just getting on YouTube the 2017 Survivor Series promo <laughs> hashtag under siege yeah and it was bloody good I loved it yeah it was remember when Chad Gable just like punched Jason Jordan in the face <laughs> that was great um, yeah. Chad Gable was on Raw this week he was on Raw so new team for Chad Gable and Bobby Roode who wrestled the Ascension and probably Ascension's longest match on TV in the longest time ever. Yeah, fucking spoiler. Telling <laughs> me that. What? Oh, I was getting all excited for a 30-second match, and then I was like, oh, it's going over two minutes. Well, what the fuck? It didn't really go that much longer than two minutes. Well, maybe about four or five. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, we'll see where this team goes. Um, going back to the whole Shield thing with the heels... Where were the good guys at the end? Yeah, that's that annoyed me. Yeah, where were they? I know, like Balor was taken out. What mm-hmm. happened to Balor? Did he just disappear? Oh, they had just had a shower and went home, probably. I mean, like, I mean, I wouldn't help him. <laughs> you know what was weird? Labor Day in America. Oh yes, I know what you're going to say. All the courts are shut, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, on a holiday in America, apparently the courts are closed. And also, according to Mike Rome's tweet. They saw a judge at 5 to 10 at night. Yeah. What judges work in Labor Day at 10pm? <laughs> well, he had the shield and he was like, yes, I'm all over that. Apparently, uh, David had hung up on some favours, according to Corey Graves. <laughs> Imagine that judge was an indie wrestling fan and was like, fuck Roman Reigns, you're going down. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sir, we like you. <laughs> <laughs> Dean, Dean, we're yeah. different. <laughs> Depends which Dean shows up. Yeah. Um, well, but I... I suppose we might as well talk about the shield all in one, shouldn't we? Like, yeah, I guess so, yeah. I bloody loved the ending. So did I. I thought it was brutal. It just kept coming. Like, it wasn't just like, oh, one power slam, that's it. It was just like constant, constant like, seconds thrown did out off, off the stage. Think like, did anyone else think like me that that glass was fake? I thought it was. Yeah. And then he started bleeding. Like, I, I noticed blood on, um, I think it was Mike Kanellis' stomach. No, it was... Um, Victor from the Ascension, blood on his stomach. I was like, "What the hell?" Steph's arm was all cut. I was like, "Oh shit!" Mm. And then they they showed the replay, and I was like, "Oh, that looked fucking brutal." Yeah. Like he went flying into it. And it, yeah, you could see the after effects on his Instagram story. 
looked uh, pretty painful. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, I love this ending. Kevin Owens, first one to, to uh, strike. Yeah, I I would have liked to have not seen him there, to be honest. But Yeah. And I felt like, you know, when you've got someone like Bobby Lashley backstage and Kevin Owens who had attacked him earlier in the night, you'd think he'd come out and it try just, and... It just feels like nobody thinks about things. Yeah. So Finn Balor comes out to aid Baron Corbin earlier in the night. Yeah. Kevin Strowman, uh, Kevin, Stro- Kevin Owens Kevin is the first person to come out and prevent the Shield from attacking Braun Strowman, Who who's made the last with. few months of Kevin Owens' life hell. Yeah, someone should have just thought like, oh, if all these people are technically helping Braun, yeah. maybe let's just leave KO out of it. Yeah, although he did make what, me laugh. What does even, it achieve him being out there? Even during a beatdown he still manages to make me laugh <laughs> when he's he's there beating up Seth and Dolph's there and he's like he took your title remember <laughs> yeah, he I took remember. your title he <laughs> <laughs> uh, was just yeah, he's just great. brilliant because like uh, you see on Twitter like, all the stuff he does at house shows yeah he just yeah everything he does is good bloody love Kevin yeah real bloody love he Kevin Owens better. is my favourite wrestler. He deserves better than Bobby Lashley. Maybe of all time. Do you reckon... Hang on, what? <laughs> Do you reckon somebody told Bobby Lashley this week to say oh the words, my, my man? What? I literally had to start skipping it it's like, because of that. It's like Vince had never heard it before. I mean, I was already slightly skipping because it was Jinder and Bobby Lashley. <laughs> it's like, it's like, I definitely was. It's like Vince may have maybe overheard... Him say, oh, what's up, my man? Someone backstage and was like, my man. My man. That's brilliant. You're African-American. Why do you say that? You're supposed to say that a lot, aren't you? If I can get out there and say it 30 times. Oh. My man. Is this what happens when you don't give Bobby Lashley a script? <laughs> he just goes, my man. Or is this what happens when you say, just show a bit of personality. Like, have a bit of fun. <laughs> My man, was, my man, my man, my man, my man. Because he came out of Baron Corbin's dressing room. Jinder Hall. He called him Jinder Hall. Jinder Hall, yeah. <laughs> he came out of Baron Corbin's dressing room with a bit of paper, which was a performance review. Which and he also, ridiculous. I don't know if if he was ready for that, because he was suddenly just like, he was like standing around, kind of like moving around a bit. And then all of a sudden he just sits down and then starts reading this thing. Yeah. I feel like the shot should have been where he was reading it from the start. Yeah. So I feel like he wasn't ready. Yeah. But uh, it just like he was just weird. He was in a weird mood. It seemed like he was just like re- just happy. Yeah. But like for no reason. <laughs> it was odd. It's just fantastic and happy. Fuck and off. Weird. It was odd. Um, I'd be happy if Charlie Caruso was around. To be fair. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Um, I'd be happy if Bobby Lashley just off. went away for a long time. <laughs> He did. Uh, <laughs> for 10 years. <laughs> what more do you want? And then, and then I didn't miss him. What more what do you want? He came back. Um, yeah, just, well, it's safe to say we're not the biggest Bobby Lashley fans. No. Sorry, Bob. Do you know who I am a fan of, though? Charlie Caruso. Elias and Alexa Bliss. <gasps> oh, yeah. She wants to walk with Elias. I kind of wish that maybe that was the old um, mixed match tag team. Mm. Rather than Team Little Big. She looked fit. <laughs> She good, did look amazing. Good insight there, the fucking, like, I, I watched Raw on with my headphones, which is the point that I want to make later. Um, the pop was incredible. The pop was insane. Yeah. It was mental. And then the whole, oh, Edge. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah people love her. She just turn on them. That's how you can tell that she work. is 
a massive star. Mm. I know it was in her hometown, but she's meant to be the biggest heel. Mm. But people want to see her so much that they lose their minds when her music hits. Yeah. Um, and they couldn't have put her in a better segment than with someone who was trashing the town. Yeah. So then also come out and trash her town. It was so predictable. But it was it very much really like a like a Miz like kind of thing. Yeah, it was. They would come out and be like, yeah, I'm from I'm from this town and I'm so glad I left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it just worked perfectly. Alexa and Elias are gold together. Do, do you ever think Elias is going to get a song out? <laughs> well, he had an album. Is he ever going to finish a song? I think that might be like a I point. I think he's happy just to strum. I mean, are we forgetting that there was... I thought there was going to be some sort of story whereby like things were going wrong for him. Like, Remember when he broke his guitar? Yeah, for yeah. no reason. Like, who, who did it? Like, Yeah, what was the point in that? Well, yeah, he sacked that, a, that few was a... Of his, uh, a few of his roadies, didn't he? I thought like we were going to... Maybe someone was going to be behind it. I was yeah. talking maybe Chris Jericho... Well, he, was, he, was, he had like a half feud with Lashley, didn't he? That was way that was ages ago. No, but I mean like... Um, oh, the Rock and Robin bit. And... Yeah, like the build-up to SummerSlam, he was half feuding with Lashley. Yeah. And then after SummerSlam, there's been nothing, right? Yeah. So, no. yeah. It was, it's, like, it's like they had a plan and then went, actually, no. Fuck yeah. it. I just, I don't know if they know what to do with him. I think they don't, and that's, that's, that's kind of the, the problem with Elias at the minute. Like, there isn't a problem because he's great at performing and singing and writing songs and performing them and stuff. But, like, at the same time, I want to see him in action as well. Yeah, I want to see him with a meaningful story. Yeah. Um, But he's one of the few characters who doesn't suffer from not having one, I think. I think he will do if he goes on for much longer. Yeah, I suppose. Because at the end of the day, he's not actually on board doing anything. Like, he's there to further other people's stories at the minute. Right now, yeah. I feel like uh, in the coming months, like maybe he should have won the IC title. Who knows? But <clears throat> yeah, I, I just think he, if he could win something like that, and it, he could just shit all over it, like he's just so singing about it. He's one of the best I've ever seen at like crowd management and crowd yeah. control. Yeah, same. He's kind of like. I know you're you're gonna hate this, and it's kind of <laughs> maybe a bit hyperbole, but he's kind of like rock levels yeah. of getting the crowd to Who? do exactly what he wants. Mm. Um, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I don't know if you remember. Look him up. <laughs> what a fucking brick he was. Doesn't care about the business. Can't. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that word just slipped out. <laughs> uh, Sorry, we call, Claire. We call them mojos now. Yeah. <laughs> And Sorry, Claire. So, yeah, who Mojo's apparently injured, I think. Yeah. Um, he so, wasn't yeah. injured. No, Mojo is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me started. Um, <laughs> do not get me started. Sensitive subject. Um, I've had a Steve Weiser. I will be all over this. Yeah, like Elias is just great at everything he does. He was great with Trish last week. I've seen that I never oh, there's nothing he can do. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, with Alexa this week, them two t- together shitting on Columbus. Um, yeah, love a life. Feel gold. That led to a Natalia versus Alexa match. Alexa wins with an armbar. Interesting. Um, Steph can get out of Ronda's armbar, but Natalia <laughs> can't get out of Alexa's. But Natalia hadn't. Natalia had been attacked and had a sore arm. 
by uh, Ale- by you Alicia Alicia Fox and Mickey James uh, during the match. Yeah, but yeah. just saying, just saying, just saying. Plus, if you look at this way, Steph would have been expecting an armbar from Ronda, so she would have been able to prepare for it. But Alexa doesn't do armbars. Yeah, but I mean, she stood over her for like five seconds getting ready for it. Just, That's just Natalia for you. She's on shit. the Ronda Rousey thing. <laughs> How is Alicia Fox not dead? <laughs> yeah, them throws. Literally looked like she killed her, and they look like they they hurt like not just during but after. They always look like they're in pain like afterwards, and none of them want to be like too scared to go up to Ronda and be like, "Please, can you not do that?" Yeah, can you just lighten up a little bit? Uh, She is vicious, Ronda. But I bloody love Ronda. Right? You don't like her music, do you, Matthew? I hate her entrance music. It just does not suit her. I think it really does. Oh no, I hate it. We? Why do you hate it? It's too um, gimmicky. It's a real song. I know it's a real song. It's a shit real song. <laughs> no, I but she, I think it she does needs suit something her. like Samoa Joe's sort of music. That's quite heelish, though, isn't it? Wonder, yes, but she should be wonder, a fucking wonder. heel. <clears throat> there was no There's way, no way the baddest woman on the planet should be a face. Stone Cold was. Ken Shamrock was. Most dangerous man. Ken Shamrock's a dick. <laughs> you can't say that, Jesus. He follows us. <laughs> he doesn't listen. <laughs> How do you know? If you listen, Ken Shamrock, I will fucking go one-on-one with you. <laughs> Anytime, anywhere. Right. Didn't specify in what? <laughs> in a rap battle? <laughs> In an MMA Don't worry, fight. Matt. You need to go one-on-one with Ken Shamrock in a rap battle. We've got plenty of uh, material for you to use. <laughs> no, in an MMA cage arena, I will go one-on-one if he listens to this show. Man, Matt, you have had one too many Steve Wires. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well, you've got to clip I'm that fucked one if he, if that he tweets us and goes, yeah, I listen. I'll be like, ah, oh, bollocks. <laughs> anyway... Uh, yeah, anyway, moving on from Matt laying down the challenge to Ken Shamrock. <laughs> um, what else was there on Raw? So we got new tag team champions. And it ain't the revival. It's not the bloody revival. <laughs> literally, Drew and Dolph were... Not literally, because that would be weird, but they fucked the revival. Very <laughs> them. Yeah, fucked the revival. <laughs> yes. Um, so the revival didn't get their title match because Drew and Dolph beat them up. And this, this was at least one thing they didn't, that didn't, not make sense. The revival didn't come out to help beat up the shield. Oh yeah, that's true. So that at least was thinking. some continuity. Um, at least I don't think they did. <laughs> there were so many, there were so many of them. But yeah, the B team finally lost their titles. Um, Thank kind God. of, kind of been coming really, isn't it? Thank God. I mean, I don't hate the B team. It's happened again. I'm really good at this. What? I tweeted the other week <clears throat> saying that literally like getting the titles off them cannot come soon enough. I don't remember you tweeting that. It wasn't those exact words, but it was something it was that sentiment. Well, yeah, it was, I mean, I understand. It's something like bored of the B team now, get the titles off them. I was bored of them when they changed the music. Yeah, I think that's what it was for most people. B T B T Go 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 No no no. No longer 
the Raw Tag Team Champions. So that is now Dolph and Drew, which I think fits perfectly, if I'm honest. I mean, once Dolph had dropped the title, I mean, he's not going to go try and win it back from Seth, seemingly. 100% fully bored of B-team as tag champs now. That was last week. Huh, okay. Didn't didn't see that. Uh, but yeah, Drew and Dolph are now the tag team, title, uh, tag team champions, and I think that works. Yeah. I think I like them in that position. We'll see where it goes. Um, but I can only really see him feuding with Dean and Seth, which is it slightly It does make me wonder who would then take the IC who title. Who would take the IC title? Drew Gulak? <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens. Even though he had his match the other day. But yeah. <clears throat> who else is there? Finn? Mm, doesn't make sense. It has to be a heel. It has to be some part of like... A multi-man shield beat down. Let's be a heel. I'm trying to think of an icy Elias. Maybe, maybe you do. Uh, actually, no, it doesn't make sense. Never mind. Did Elias come out and help beat up the shield? I don't think so. I don't recall. He stopped them at the beginning. He, them I don't think beginning, he came out at the end. Uh, I can check. Hold on. It's fine. We don't need to know. I'm just wondering who could maybe take well, the title from Seth. It's right? fine. I'm just going to look anyway. Because I have that function right in front of me. I don't know. Well, we move on from that then. Drake Maverick, what the fuck? Yeah. <coughs> That's just fucking weird. I get it. Right, fine. So he's going to be the manager mm. for reasons which well, I assume will be explained next week. I don't know, you know what you're going to say. Just put him in a fucking suit. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he in the right? Don't make him it? cosplay as the AOP. <laughs> Elias did come back at the end. That's how much I was shocked by Drake Maverick when he choked to death. Yeah, Elias, what, sorry? Elias was part of the beatdown at the end. He was part of the beatdown. Yeah, just don't have him cosplay as the AOP. <laughs> he looked weird as well because he's so small. It's just, my name is Drake Maverick. <laughs> yeah, my name is Drake Maverick and I'm with these two fellas. It just makes you think, like, is he going to be a heel now? Because that really doesn't fit with his, if he's going to stay as 205 Live general manager. Yeah, it's just a bit like they've they've gone, shit, we need manager. Um, are you busy tonight, Drake? <laughs> it's like they, it's it's like Korea have gone right. We need we need a new manager, and mm. WWE Finance went. Eh, we're not hiring anyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's a weird. Maybe we'll hear more. Even something weird like maybe stick Wyatt with them. Like Bray Wyatt with the AOP is a brilliant idea. Just something. Yeah, it's just something. Something. Do something. I think they should be part of Titus Worldwide. <laughs> No, they were on Raw as well. They were on these, Raw. These Steve Wise are kicking in. <laughs> um, Dana Brooke had a match. Yeah, so. and she kicked off at her boys. Dana Brooke. Let's get to the fucking best bit of Raw. Shawn Michaels Dana on Raw. <laughs> yes, well, much like fellow legend Shawn Michaels, Dana Brooke was great on Raw. Two legendary <laughs> returns, Shawn Michaels and the Bella Twins. <laughs> I can't believe it said that. <laughs> Why was Ember Moon facing Sasha and Bailey? By the way, yeah, I, didn't I think get that it either. was Dana wanted a match with them. There was no one else because she's like basically a baby face, and there was no one else to pair <laughs> with. So. Random. Anyway, okay, so we'll get to Shawn Michaels then. There's competitive spirit. What do you mean we're going to get there? Fucking hell, it's ten o'clock, guys. <laughs> oh Jesus, it is. Uh, speaking of Jesus, Shawn Michaels was in the ring, and uh, he was being a shill. And it was awkward for the beginning, but then it got so much better. Yeah, yeah, it did. And Shawn Michaels was being a shill, whereas I was getting chills. <laughs> yeah, yeah, buddy. So that's that's the point that I wanted to make. That fucking sucked, by the 
the works. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> I um, I as I had plans for Tuesday evening, I decided to watch Raw at work for the first time in a long time. Oh, oh fucking hell! Get you. Fucking got plans on a Tuesday night. <laughs> Who has plans on a Tuesday? It was yeah, only fuck's for, sake. It was only for Hernando's. It wasn't anything special. Was it cheeky or just Hernando's? It was just a bit of an Ando's, really. Who did you go with? Peter and Gemma. Wow. Thanks for the invite. I know Peter. I know Gemma. I know <laughs> Dando's. <laughs> oh, guys, um, just just to put it out there, probably don't air this on the uh, on the podcast. Can you not just wait till the end so I don't have to edit it out? <laughs> okay, I'll do that. <laughs> Well, we better fucking hurry up because I need to go to bed. Um, yeah, we'll get in there. Right, so my point being, I was watching this with headphones in and the crowd, everything always sounds better with the headphones in. And I was just sitting at work. I was kind of keeping half an eye on it, typing away. Half an eye on Sean Michaels? Because he's got a lazy eye. <laughs> <laughs> he had half an eye on you. And um, all of a sudden, a gong hit. Not like, what well, the gong hit. And it instantly stopped... It made some, me stop what I was doing. Some people call it a dong. Right, <laughs> Too many dongs on this program. <laughs> Too many dicks. <laughs> anyway, Too many dicks. So, the gong hit, and it, it kind of made me like freeze from what I was doing. And I paid my full attention to this. Right, work shine. And it instantly... It was, it's so weird. I find I, It's really hard to describe. I was thinking about this how wrestling as a whole makes me feel mm. so it was really weird so the undertaker was walking down the ring and i had like did you did you feel warm and tingly inside i had goosebumps all over same as i was watching it and just walking undertaker w- w- watching him walk down to the ring i got like i felt kind of strangely emotional I, but i don't know what it was it was it's just a kind of like I think The Undertaker always takes you back to when it was amazing to watch wrestling. It, yeah, it just made me feel like this is The Fucking Undertaker. And there's no way in hell that I would ever be able to explain this to someone who doesn't like wrestling. If I tried to explain to Tasha how cool that is, she'd be like, he's just an old man walking down to the ring. Yeah, but it's, I just don't it's think so you can not. ever do it justice, can you? And then for that, like, six, seven minutes, however long it was, I just had my eyes glued to my phone. Yeah. My screen turned itself off. That's how long I was not paying any attention to work. I was just watching my phone. Just didn't take my eyes off it. And I just loved it. But the the only problem is, now it, now all that anyone wants to see is Sean versus Undertaker, not Triple H versus Undertaker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a good point. Think of it like that's that. That's like the opposite of what it was intended to do. Yeah. Which, personally, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker. I don't want to see Shawn Michaels wrestle again, period. No. no. But if he did have to, I don't want it to be against Undertaker. I mean, I don't... I don't really want to see The Undertaker wrestle again. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't mm. want to see Undertaker Triple H, but we're going to. Um, Are we going to see him retire at Survivor Series? 
I don't no. think it'll be Survivor Series. No. His, his legacy is more is more centered around WrestleMania, isn't it? Not yeah, not but he debuted that Survivor Series. Yeah, but I think it just it seems like they can make such a bigger spectacle of it at WrestleMania. Yeah, but it, it, sh- made, it should have been last year. It would have made more sense if they'd done it retiring um, on an anniversary at Survivor Series. Yeah, like twenty fifth. Yeah, but that was a couple of years ago. Yeah, exactly. Um, Unless they wait for thirty. Exactly, which. Is, <laughs> Two years two, away. Two more years. No, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, so yeah, I don't really know what we're going to see with the Undertaker. Um, I mean, you're right. It didn't really pump me up. Well, I guess it did slightly pump me up for Undertaker Triple H. No, yeah, it definitely did. But I still don't really want to see it. And you, you could tell that the words coming out of Sean's mouth were genuine. Yeah. How he's on about like literally turning down millions and millions <laughs> yeah. of dollars. Every arena I go to, people yeah. ask for one more match. People in the back asking me for one more match. And you can tell that, like, part of him does want to. Yeah. Um, but he said it. The other, part, go yeah, back the other part of him's like, oh, fuck, I did say I retired, yeah. didn't I? Which, you to can't be fair, go back is. On his word, can you? Unless you respect to him, because he's one of. heelish and starts to be, like, despicable. Is it respect? Or is it fear? It was good. It was. It was. I mean, at the same time, we were looking at two fifty-something old men in the ring, one dressed in full-on <laughs> like black gothic gear, the other one with a cowboy hat, on. A lazy eye, <laughs> a lazy eye. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> try to explain that scene to someone and just how much that means. It's just it's impossible. You can you, can't. Al- you can almost guarantee um, these guys weren't given scripts no. to stick to, and that's what makes this so much better. Then, it like, I don't want to be that guy that's like, well, it's better than anything the main roster these days can do. Mm. But it was the best part of the night. Yeah. Like, but it is because it's nostalgic. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't see Roman Reigns or any other on walk, any other main roster character walk down to the ring and gives me tru- yeah. goosebumps or makes me stop what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, I'm sure maybe in ten, fifteen years or whenever Roman Reigns gets towards retiring age, maybe that will happen mm. for me. But I doubt it. Never for me, that music just doesn't do it. <laughs> soon as soon as I hear Dana, <laughs> off. Dana, oh, for fuck's sake! Yeah, I just felt like this whole this whole segment made me just feel really weird. I felt strangely emotional. I felt like there's no way I'd ever be able to explain this to anyone. Like wrestling Part is just your PWP breadwins. Yeah, wrestling is just such a thing, such a a thing. And and actually, and if, you click. Take, if you take anything away from this podcast, ladies and gentlemen, it is that wrestling is a thing. Yeah. I mean... We fucking love wrestling. <laughs> I was thinking about it after this. There's no way I can... I'm sure it will happen as I get older, but I just can't see my life at the moment without at some point watching or being connected to wrestling. Well, I don't start did. this, because this is going to get me all emotional. <laughs> I didn't watch wrestling for a fair amount of time. When yeah. I was at uni, I was trying to be cool, fitting with the cool kids. Yeah, I had like a year or so off, but still kind of saw things on Twitter and all that. Um, it didn't exist when I was at <laughs> university. But, um, I had my alcohol fueled days of watching wrestling. <laughs> yeah, tonight. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, a little bit. Going to crack open 10 more Steve Wises and put on Raw Rumble 97. I'm sure, like, when it gets to the point where maybe I start potentially having kids or whatever not that's going to happen anytime soon that probably won't have the time for it 
but I can't imagine there's ever going to be a point where I'm just going to be like... No, you will have the time. You'll be able to watch it live. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I can't imagine I'm ever just going to be like, "Ah, you know what, I've done with wrestling now, I can't be arsed. Because there's always something where I'm going, oh, it's so shit, and then I watch something and I go, this is why I watch wrestling. Let's face it, you'll always have Seth Rollins. And the network always helps. Because if the current thing is shit, I'll just go, oh, I'm going to watch SummerSlam 2002. I'm going to watch Jericho's debut yeah. right for the 900th time. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this pop. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, SmackDown was a thing that happened this week. And let's face it, it was all right. It was pretty good. But we ain't got time for it. We just ain't got time for it. So Daniel Bryan and The Miz... Daniel Bryan Brie Bella versus Miz and Maurice is the biggest thing on SmackDown at the minute, I think. And they're doing a great story, great job with that. Samoa Joe and AJ Styles is also a big thing, and they're doing a great you know what's job. What's really with that. annoyed me? Why the fuck is Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton in Hell in a Cell? So Jeff, Jeff can kill never had one. <laughs> yeah, but it just doesn't make sense. I want fucking Samoa Joe, AJ Styles in Hell in a Cell. Yeah, I, I. What didn't make sense to me was that if that AJ Styles and Samoa Joe brawl happened on Raw, the entire roster would have been out. Yeah. But instead, we got six referees. And Paige. <laughs> yeah, and Paige going, no! Not on my show, AJ. Um, quick word on Paige. Um, I think she is quietly doing a really cracking yeah. job. I yep. Every week getting better. She's fully committed to it, I think. Mm. She's not, not being like, oh, I'm an ex-wrestler, I could have been, I could maybe come back or whatever. <laughs> like, Fuck it, we I'm all know my feelings on Paige. I love her. You do. You do love Paige. Um, but we haven't really got time to go and smack down. Um, just that the um, tag team match that was scheduled, which happened, was a triple threat. And um, Rusev Day won, which mm. I didn't see coming. What did you so have to do to get a fucking good push? Do you know Killian Dane hasn't won, or Alexander Wolfe hasn't won a single match on SmackDown since being called up? Huh. They have absolutely ruined Sammy. Absolutely ruined them. Sonia, Sonia Deville... Um, Killian Dane and Alexander Wolf, and there was two other people I can't remember who've all come up from NXT this year. All have a combined record of zero wins and twenty-one losses. Twenty-one. Mm. I'll combine this year. That makes sense. Well, yeah, not great. Um, but our truth got a win. <laughs> you did <laughs> on the main event of SmackDown. Here we yeah. go. So you want to be an NXT call-up? Killian Dane, Alexander Wolfe, Ty Dillinger and Sonya Deville are a combined 0 and 20 this year. Yeah, but wins and losses don't matter in WWE. One of them will be a champion soon. Ty Dillinger. <laughs> Carmella's only won twice on SmackDown this year, as, the, as has The Miz. Interesting. Miz doesn't really wrestle that many matches these days. That's true. Anyway, guys, yeah. we're, still, we're still recording here. <laughs> we are, we are. Right, we'll call it a day. Um, so... Thank you for listening. It was a bit independent heavy this week, wasn't it? Bit of a random one. Bit of me being quiet. <laughs> drinking beer. <laughs> um, That's not the random bit. But thank you for joining us. Uh, remember, you can find us on Twitter at the underscore PWP and on Instagram at the same tag, I believe. Um, and on YouTube. Matt Bunker, where can they find you? <laughs> I was going to say, at the Aaron Bunker. At the Aaron Bunker. Air. <laughs> <laughs> Or they can find me, uh, Matt Bumby, at the Bear in Bumby. And Aiden Bumby, where can they find you? At the Air in Bunker. <laughs> at Aiden Bunker. Yeah. Uh, and then you can find me at Ali Bunker 88 on Twitter. Um, 
yeah, just give us a shout out. The underscore PWP will be glad to hear from you. Um, positive involvement on our polls for all in. More than we've ever had for a WWE event. <laughs> yeah. Which suggests to me maybe we should do more independent stuff. <laughs> Which means we have to go to more independent wrestling. Yes, mm, we do. And I did that off, off my own back. I just thought, fuck it, I'm going to do something. Well done. I put some tweets out yesterday. Too. Yeah, I saw a couple. You stole one of the things I put in the group yeah, chat. Yeah, that's <laughs> very wrong. It annoyed me so much. Yeah. Follow us. That's the message. Anyway, um, thank you for listening to us rambling on about magic dicks and penis druids and people killing people with phones and all that shit. It's been great. That was all from one one match. (laughs) Uh, So thank you very much for listening and we will see you.